0: Welcome to The Life Podcast. We're so glad you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service.
1: A huge welcome to every single campus, and whether you're here in New Zealand or over there in Australia, g'day, mate. Uh, I'm so, so excited for today. And this is Empower Sunday, and if you're new to life, then as has already been said, welcome, but we believe... And coming together under a collective God call and seeing God do what only he can do in and through our lives here at Life this year. So I hope you're as excited as I am because I do believe God has put a word on my heart and last year was an incredible year centered around discipleship and really the theme last year was come follow me and I prepared my heart for this moment and felt over a number of months God stirring me to another simple phrase. And really, I do believe that we are not here at life just to be a church that does discipleship. But we would be known as a church full of disciples. There is a difference. And so I'm really excited because this year, to go a little bit further on this discipleship journey with all of us, I believe God is declaring these two words over our house and it's going to be the year of the one. And before you say, well, that doesn't seem like much, I'm believing today God would reveal to you the power that is in the one. You see, it's a call to not only go on a journey with me that Jesus would be your only one, but that God actually wants to arrest our hearts this year and discover who is the one he's asking us to look after. And before you despise the day of small beginnings and you think, the one, really? Let's be reminded that God sent his one. And in Jesus, the world was changed. One man with one simple call And if you're like me, you're sitting here today so ever thankful for the one. Billions of people set free and saved because of God's one and only son. And the challenge for you and I is to not despise the day of small beginnings because for many of us, When we hear the word discipleship or evangelism or sharing our faith, we get a little fearful, we get a little scared, but we're gonna come to discover that Jesus has actually chosen you and I. And now, even though he will always be the one, his time here on earth is done, and so now we're the ones to share the message of the gospel. If I was to ask you right now to name a disciple that comes to mind, who would it be? I'm picking it's one of the top three most likely, Peter, James, and John. Maybe you can identify with doubting Tommy, so you're going with him. Maybe it's Matthew, the tax collector, he's a well-known disciple, but I'm picking whether you're in this room or any one of our locations that not many of us, maybe none of us, thought of Andrew. Why is this? Because Andrew's not very well known, scripturally speaking. In fact, Andrew's only mentioned 12 to 13 times in the Gospels. Compared to his brother Pete, he's mentioned over 150 times. But as we're going to come to discover, someone that seemingly was insignificant, was vital in seeing the church established in fact it was Andrew as we discover (laughs) that was the first of all the disciples to declare that Jesus was the Messiah the Christ And we're going to discover it was Andrew who was not just the brother of Simon Peter that he continually was referred to as he was the one that led a man by the name of Simon to Jesus, who Jesus renamed Peter, and upon that rock he built his church. Let's not despise the small beginnings and not forget the power of the one. John 1, verse 35 to 42 is the passage of Scripture we're going to get to. I'm going to read this account because this is the interaction that takes place where Andrew meets Jesus and Andrew invites Peter, as we now know him, to discover Jesus. says this, The following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look! There is the Lamb of God. Now, rewind the text. John had been telling everyone Jesus was coming. John had been letting everyone know that he was the Lamb of God. He was God's one and only Son. And even though Jesus was alive on the earth, this was the moment where the disciples were called. They didn't realize the significance of who he was. But John says, as we read in this text, that guy there is Jesus. He is the guy I've been telling you about. He is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following him. What do you want? He said. And they replied, Rabbi, which means teacher. Where are you staying? And Jesus replied, come and see. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. They afternoon they went with him to the place where he was staying, and they remained with him the rest of the day. Verse forty, Andrew, Simon, Pete, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who had heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, "Watch this now. We have found the Messiah," which means. Christ, He was never referred to as the Messiah until this point in time. Right. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, Your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. And we know that Peter was the rock yeah. on which Jesus Builders church. Father, I pray whatever campus we may be in, over in Australia, here in New Zealand, maybe we're online somewhere else around the globe. Father, I pray that today your word would speak, it would lead, it would guide us into all truth. Lord God, I pray for the year ahead that this wouldn't just be a bunch of good ideas, but it would be a God word from you, that it would call us into all you have for us in 2024. We humble ourselves, we honour your name, and we ask you to have your way. In this moment and in our lives this year, in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. I don't know if you remember playing these games as a kid outside like Tiggy, or maybe you know it as Tag. Tag, you're it. Kids are into that one right now. Maybe you remember a game, Go Home, Stay Home, where there was a home everyone had to get to and one person was in and you needed to get there and you were safe. Sardines. Anyone play sardines? One hides. You find them, you hide with them. Just make sure you're not last. <laughs> hide and seek. We all know that one. Make sure you don't get found. But one of my favourites, which I guess is a take on hide and seek, but way cooler, was known in our friend circle as manhunt. Now, the game was similar to hide and seek, but it was simply this. Everyone would hide, and one person would count and go find them, much like hide and seek, except where it differs is once you were found, those that were found now helped to find all the others that were still lost. Upon reflection, it must have been a Christian that came up with this, because it's pretty much the gospel. (laughs) We were all hiding. We were all lost. And Jesus turned up and he found us. But if we're not careful, we stop at hide and seek rather than going to manhunt where, thank the Lord, we were found. But Jesus invites you and I to now start a search and rescue party for all of those that are still hiding. All of those that are still lost that are yet to be found. We were all lost. God sent His one and only Son, Jesus. Jesus found you and I if you've discovered Him. And now we join Jesus in finding others that are lost. And before He let the voice of the enemy whisper into your ear, your not good enough to help find people, before you disqualify yourself because of maybe personality or your immaturity of faith or your fear of people, whatever the list that goes on may be in your head and my head, remember we can take encouragement from Andrew's life that if we make a decision to follow Jesus and bring people to Jesus, we all have the ability to shape history to literally see billions of people come to know the one and live in a way that incredibly blows their mind. Perhaps Andrew in this incredible Bible is a lot more similar to each one of us than we realize. Most of us will actually never be known outside of our peer group. Most of us won't be famous or have volumes of books written about us. Maybe we'll get mentioned more than 12 or 13 times. The truth is most of us will serve Jesus with our lives with no fanfare attached to our name. We'll serve in relative obscurity with no celebration or greatness connected to us. I guess the point here is there is a lot more Andrews in our church than there are Peter's or Paul's. For some reason, we think we need to be Peter or we need to be Paul for God to use us. But as the Scripture's teaching, people that make a decisive decision to follow Jesus and serve Him, no matter what the mention of their name or spotlight may look like, faithfully following Jesus and bringing people to Him, I believe only heaven will tell. (laughs) Of the recognition you and I will get the Bible promises for those of us that join the game of manhunt. The reward will be waiting in heaven. This year, I want to encourage you as a senior pastor of this church, not the person next to you, but you. I'm talking right to you, whatever campus you may be at. I want you to understand, Jesus is not only interested, but he's in need of using you. He wants to use all of us. In fact, the Bible says he wants to use anyone and everyone. <laughs> and he wants to empower you and empower me to live a life of glorified hide and seek. 2 Chronicles 16.9 puts it this way. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him, When Jesus is your one, your only one, the one you trust and the one you completely follow, as 2 Chronicles reminds us, you and I actually gain all of who he is and all of the power and the greatness he possesses. But the choice is ours. Will we make this year a year that counts where Jesus is the one and we join Jesus in discovering who he's got for us as our one? We've got a powerful testimony of a man by the name of Arta, that it was not only found by Jesus but was loved on by an incredible man by the name of Peter and you're gonna discover the power of the one. Check out this story.
0: My name's Atta. I'm from Porirua. I'm a second year counsellor. I'm always out there blasting my ghetto blaster with gospel music. And this is my story. <laughs> <laughs> I was a lost sheep. Totally lost. In the darkest of darkest. I was a very wild man. I didn't really care who you were. If you looked at me funny, I'm taking your head off. I just remember a lot of blood as a kid. There was a lot of beatings in front of the Statue of Mary. I went to a deep hole. I was travelling overseas for fights. hoping someone will just end my life. I was seeing so many counsellors and they they all sucked. Honestly, they really sucked at it. But I got an opportunity to see one more guy. And all I know is from this guy, Peter Teer. He hadn't changed from the first time I met him and he's just been the same non-stop, even with some of my shenanigans that come up, you know, and some of my rough edges. It was different the way he was approaching me, correcting me by being silent. He said he loved me regardless, he just wanted to know that I'm okay. He was talking the talk and walking the walk, and it's from there that things started happening. Started getting involved with other men that were going through what I went through. I got this um, counselling on wheels, C-O-W, cow. I see myself in a lot of these men that I come across, especially I come across many 501s who've been deported from overseas, Australia. But I so see a broken fellow deep down inside, and that's the guy that I'm after. He takes me to areas where I don't want to go. Them try to attack me; it doesn't matter. I still return the next day. Okay, ready to go again? And they're quite shocked. Are you still turning up? You want another one? Sure. I mean, that, that's where I'm at. I, I just return until, um, you know, God tells me, dust your feet on this one, carry on. While I'm helping others too, they were actually helping me. The way I see God is um, love. You know, I've never seen this kind of love before. This goodness. What's a truly treated- like to be known by God, and all I know is He come looking for me, and I have realised even more now. that uh, He leaves the ninety nine to come and find that lost one. If he could change me, I guarantee he can change you.
1: Come on, let's every campus put your hands together for Arthur, Craig, and the team that put that together. <laughs> if he can change me, he can change you. I wonder what on the other side of this year our families, our workplaces, our communities would look like if we all had a story like Arta's, where we realised God didn't just want to save and set him free but God wanted to use him to change other people's worlds. When you talk to Artie, you understand in 1997 as he was sitting in a hospital bed after a horrific car crash that should have killed him, he cried out, Jesus, would you help me? And he did. And although he has a very traumatic past, hence the counseling and seeing Peter, I love that it didn't stop him from taking who he was and what his story is to bless other people. What a cool statement that he made. I have a counselling service on wheels called COW. <laughs> and he said that he brands the car, C-O-W, because he rolls into some of these no- neighbourhoods, as he referred to, that are pretty rough, and these guys come up to the car because they think he's selling beef. <laughs> and he, he says, when they walk up to the car and, if ask- and they ask me if I'm selling beef, I say no but how are you anyway? What's really going on for you? Never let what's happened to you or the regret of a mistake you may have done to disqualify you from the one and being an answer to someone. Peter Tia, who was this counsellor, who made a big and a vast impact on Arta's life, as he mentioned, not only an amazing counsellor, but an amazing disciple Arta replied when asking what was different, why was he different? And he said it was because of his faith in Jesus, his love for Jesus, and the fact that he remained constant through all my stuff and still does, that I know Jesus is real. <laughs> And that I can keep going and sharing Jesus with other people. The other way I'd put it is, utter was Peter tears one. I hope you're getting it. Whatever campus you're at, there's power in the one. Yes. Yes. It might be one conversation. It might be one moment in time. Or it might even be one person that makes the biggest difference to the legacy, not just of an individual, but of a family, not just a family, a generation, not even just a generation, but as we know with Jesus, the world. And when we read this account in John 1, we understand, and it's fascinating to me, that a guy who was probably not the guy that came to mind for many of us when I said, who's the disciple that comes to mind, was so crucial to Simon becoming Peter, and the church and the spreading of the gospel to be a reality that we need to understand how crucial it is, you and I get, that Jesus is wanting to use you and me here and now. Verse 40, as we read, says, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard that John said what John said and then followed Jesus. I want you to capture verse 41. Andrew went to find his brother. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, we have found the Messiah. He shared what he discovered. He went, he shared, and then verse 42 says, then Andrew what? Brought. He went He shared, and he brought Simon to meet Jesus. And then a transaction took place. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. If you understand the meaning of the name Simon, if your name's Simon, I love you. But Jesus changes Simon's name in this moment from the meaning of listener to Peter, which we know means rock. Listener to me would mean Jesus arrests Simon as being influenced and calls him Peter, the rock, now an influencer. And unless you and I are close to the one and know who he calls us, we will always be on the receiving end rather than the influencing end of giving people the answer to their every need. John was the one that prepared the way for Jesus. We know this to be true. John, the scripture tells us, points Andrew to Jesus. Andrew makes a decision to not follow John but to follow Jesus. Jesus asks, what's going down here? And Andrew declares Jesus to be his teacher. He says, Rabbi, which in those days and age says, I don't know you do. I need you to help me discover what I need to discover. Teacher invites, the teacher, Jesus invites him to come and follow. And then after following Jesus, Andrew goes and finds his brother and brings him to Jesus. And Jesus declares what Simon was always meant to be, the rock in which the church would be established. I love this passage because it shows every single one of us, no matter what campus you're at, the power of an invitation. The way I'd put it is even though Andrew in the Bible is referred to as Simon Peter's brother most of the time, Simon Peter was Andrew's one. And I guess the challenge I want to bring as a bring this towards a bit of a close of sorts is that you and I as followers of Jesus first and foremost need proximity to Jesus. But then we realize through the proximity that he's asking of us to have proximity with people. It's imperative in this year, 2024, that we get closer to Jesus and closer to others. What is proximity? Well, the definition is a nearness in space, a nearness in time and a nearness in relationship. It is to be close. Proximity is where we discover the one and we discover who's our one this year. There's power in the one. And if you're not convinced, let me share a miracle in the Bible. If you've been in church, you will have heard before, the feeding of the 5,000 we understand it to be probably more like twelve to 20,000 because the, record, the recording of the 5,000 was men alone but it says there was spouses and there was children there. So even if we said conservatively it was 12,000 people, it was one meal. Five little pita breads, two salted sardines, the Bible tells us enough for what would be a typical one meal of the day. How does one meal feed 12,000? Yeah. Right. I'll tell you how, the power of one.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes. On. Right. Yeah. Anyone want to have a guess which disciple found the boy with the loaves and fish? Yes. Andrew. Wow. probably don't know that because we're more enamoured with the boy <laughs> probably remember the squabbling between the disciples <laughs> but it was Andrew maybe in desperation because nothing was open <laughs> get over here boy <laughs> we've got a boy one boy and we've got one meal and we've got that one and in one invitation (laughs) a miracle that still changes our lives today took place many people were fed thousands of people that day because Andrew trusted the one and engaged with his one the boy and one single meal created a miracle like never before Two simple questions, every campus for this year that I want you to keep coming back to. is very simply number one, am I following the one? What do you mean Luke, we've just come out of a year of come follow me. Are you following the one? It's interesting to me in this passage that Andrew has to stop following someone to start following Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, good. so I want you to really ask yourself, who am I following? Right. What am I following? Yeah. Are you following the story of Jesus or are you following the person of Jesus? Yeah. Oh. Right. It's the difference between a Christian and a Jesus follower. (laughs) Christian can mean so many different things these days, but to follow Jesus is a whole different ballgame. To follow Jesus is to do exactly what Andrew did. The definition of a follower is a person who accepts the teachings of another. Andrew declares, Rabbi, as to say, I submit to your word, to your will into your way maybe I put it in a different question form who am I living for am I living today for the approval of others or am I living for the audience of one his name is Jesus because let's get brutally honest you're either following Jesus or you're not Jesus says if you live one foot in one foot out you'd better to be all out because lukewarm's not going to go well. Right. <laughs> yeah. And this is a passage in John 17 where Jesus is getting ready to get crucified or arrested, crucified, and then obviously, as we know, he's raised from the dead. And this is, in my text, in my Bible, the heading says... Jesus' final prayer. We'll pick it up in verse 20 because it's Jesus' heart to the Father that is an encouragement to you and I because if we're not really clear on who we're following, then we're going to miss out on the massive game of manhunt that we're all a part of. <laughs> Jesus says, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray, Jesus says, that they would all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you, and may they be in us, so that the world will believe you sent me. Verse 22, I have given them, Jesus says, the glory you gave me, so they may be one, as we are one, I am in them, and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as they love me. The answer to a hurting and a dying world this year is that we would be in unity with Christ. So the question is simple but maybe more profound than we realize. Am I following the one? Or am I following a cultural narrative? Am I following a set of rules and regulations? Am I following my parents' faith? Am I following what the 21st century Christianity would be acceptable to do in this day and age? Or am I following his word? his will, and his way. Is Jesus just my savior, or is Jesus my teacher? Is he my one? And the second simple, but I think important question for this year is not just am I following the one, but it is am I sharing the one? Am I keeping Jesus to myself or am I letting everyone know how good he is and that they can have him too? Andrew tells his brother Simon about Jesus as I said. But he did so because of what? A personal revelation that then gives birth to a personal invitation. When you follow Jesus and he's it for you, you can't help but tell other people how good he is. The bands are going to come and join me, our worship teams, and I don't want you to be distracted whatever campus you may be at, because I want you to capture the power of this scripture in Romans 10. Verse 13 says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you're like me, You've heard that quoted. You might have quoted it many times before. I know I have. And it's a great passage. But watch what verse 14 and beyond says. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how... Can they hear about Him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the Scripture says, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring the good news. But not everyone welcomes the good news. For Isaiah the prophet said, Lord, Who has believed our message? So faith comes by hearing. (coughs) That is, hearing the good news about Christ. Faith can't awaken in any individual unless there is a declaration. And that declaration can't come unless there's a willing vessel that's discovered this isn't just a game of average hide and seek where I'm found and I'm out it's a game of manhunt where I'm found and I'm in and I wonder how many of us quote scriptures like anyone can call on the name of the Lord and be saved and then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God and fail to realize The little bit in between there, those two are reliant on you and me. Preaching, teaching, living, and sharing the gospel with our one. (laughs) You got to share your story. I've got to share my story. Why don't we share? Because it can be awkward. Because it can be messy. (laughs) But let's take encouragement from Arthur's story. A pretty messy story. But I don't know about you, it's hard not to fight back the tears when you hear just how transformative it's been because of Jesus and because of someone like Peter Tia that gave up time to invest into who he was. You and I must, must, must this year get comfortable with mess. Because you and I might make some mess or even if we don't make the mess, Jesus is saying we get to help clean up the mess of other people. It's a pretty sobering thought if you ask me. <laughs> Everyone can call on the name of the Lord but they may never do so because they didn't hear and the reason they never heard was because you and I never shared Jesus with them. Our friends, our friends, family, our work colleagues they should know we are Jesus followers if it wasn't for this Peter Tia then there's a good chance we don't see the reality of Arta's story play down today and those looking for beef at the cow wagon (laughs) also miss out on the power of what Jesus can do in one life Maybe it's a year where we get comfortable that if all we do is follow Jesus and bring Jesus to people, then we'll actually have a good life. The kingdom of God will come here on earth and it would be a year well lived. Never forget, it starts with one. God sent his one, Jesus, so that Jesus can be your one And we discover, in getting close to Jesus, we're His one. And now the call for every single one of us in 2024 is, who is your one? Every seat pocket in every campus is one of these little cards. I'd love you just to grab this for a moment. Front rows, it might be under your seat or under your gluteus maximus. small card but I'm praying would have a profound impact I'm going to ask Missy to minister and in a moment of reflection for every single one of us I want you to take this card, there should be a pen close on the front it says the one and on the back it says in 2024 I believe God is asking me to disciple dot 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 I'm going to pray through this ministry moment that God's going to lay on your heart someone who is the one for you this year He's asking you to invest into. They may be saved. They may not be saved. They may be a friend. They may not be a friend. They may be a work colleague. They may not be a work colleague. I'm believing that every single one of us as we ask God to bring a name to mind is going to take place and we're going to fill that out. We're going to put this somewhere that reminds us Every single day, at the very least, we're going to pray for our one. And we're going to ask the one to give doors of opportunity throughout this year for us to go on the journey of not just being a disciple of Jesus, but being a disciple for Jesus and joining in this great manhunt. So when you're ready, fill that out and be blessed by this incredible song. And then we'll take a moment to pray.
2: Let me be fair With kindness and compassion for the one The one for whom you love and gave a son For humanity Increase my love would feel the Father's love. Oh, how you love us, from the homeless to the famous and in between. You formed us, you made us care.
1: we thank you for sending your one and only son, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you. You are the one and the dawn of a new year, a year where you're asking for us to follow you so closely and to get close to others. As we've written on this card who you've placed on our heart, Father, I pray that you would empower us you would strengthen us, as Chronicles puts it, that there would be an empowerment to live for you, to live with you, and to share you with others. Father, we pray for those that we've written down, that you would move on their hearts and their lives, that you would open the doorway to not just conversations, but a life where there would be engagement and there would be understanding. Father, we pray you'd teach us, you would lead us, you would guide us into all truth, no matter what campus we may be at, we commit this year into your hands. We commit these ones into your hands. And we ask that this year you would have your way and you'd do what only you can do. In Jesus' powerful name we pray. And everyone said, Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you're encouraged by this powerful message.